Hey everyone. So of string theory and spectacles, um, one of the most amazing things, um, and by the way, I'm no scientist, but looking into all the things that um, go on in these ceremonies and to look at the emerging science that actually describes what's going on. <laughs> that this medicine is a technology, it's an advanced technology, the likes of which we don't fully understand, but we can actually, there are theories for it in science. I don't know if you know Brian Green. he's a very well-known physicist, he's a very um, lucid and um, charming physicist, and there's his descriptions of his theories. Um, and here are the things that go on in ceremonies that sort of aren't accountable or aren't accounted for in the 3D world that we live in. And this is a 3D world, up, down, back, front, time, right? There's three dimensions. Um, in the ceremonies, you go into the past, you relive the past, not as um, a thought, but as an actual event. In other words, you are there, you smell the alcohol of the man's breath, you smell, you see the wood, you know, you see everything. You're, you're in a reality, essentially. You're in a reality that feels more real than this. Um, and what's interesting too, so that's the first thing, let's just talk about um, going into um, another dimension and a past. And one of the things that the shamans, that can be attributed to the shamans who, who are in these ceremonies and giving you the medicine and um, are the conduits for the medicine, is that they will tell you they go into other worlds, right? So they're taking, you know, you're getting people from other worlds to come in and heal you. Um, so string theory, uh, a theory espoused by a bunch of physicists, especially uh, Brian Greene, is that below um, <coughs> molecules, subatomic particles, uh, uh, sort of atoms, subatomic atoms, there is this thing called string. They're, they're, they're strings of energy. And in those strings of energy, you can go into the, you know, five and ten dimensions, Right. And <clears throat> so you can move into other dimensions. And I think, and that the world, and Einstein even said, you know, the world is a vibrating thing. It's just a vibrating energy. Everything has life. There's nothing that doesn't have life. Everything is vibrating some kind of energy. And we live in a world that's very restricted in that sense. We're in, you know, we're Excel sheets and programs, and we're very removed from that. The everything has a living being to it. And I think one of the things for me when I see it full on is when someone like a great choreographer or this is a great flamenco dancer and you, when they, they live the channeling of this energy and it's just like you don't even see the person. It's just the channels for this insane energy, right, that is all around us. Um, so in string theory, <coughs> yeah, between five to ten dimensions, they're at the, you know, basically at the vibrating level of the universe, right? At the very core of it are these strings of energy. And the other thing is the belief that, or the theory, because it's not a belief, that in fact 
when there was a big bang, the fuel that exploded our universe exploded several universes, and that's a multiverse theory, that there are many universes, which of course, again, coincides very cleverly with the notion that these shamans, that these energetic surgeons are actually going into these different, or they're bringing forth all these different universes in which uh, there are other forms of healing, right, which aren't this one. Again, to believe that we're the only thing in the universe is just insane and very narrow-minded and stupid. Um, because we can't go into these other realms, because like in string theory it says, we can't see these other realms, we can't get into these other dimensions, doesn't mean they don't exist. Right? Also, oh, it's fascinating if this is this big vibrating thing, is that the shamans, when they call in the ayahuasca, the ayahuasca is like you know, the hospital, let's say that way, right? The ayahuasca brings into them these threads, like their notes of music, and they call them shiny objects and threads. And it's almost like when they're singing to you, they're reading sheet music, because the vibration of their song is the thing that's healing you. And the vibration of their song is being given to them by the plants right, for your particular healing. So my contention has always been that this is not some woo-woo thing. It's a really advanced technology that we do not understand. We don't, can't register it. We can't account for it because we don't have the tools or the understanding yet to fully understand this. In in these scientific theories, they have to have a mathematical formula that accounts for everything on every level, right? But if these scientists are already saying, listen, there are these other ways that we can't see, we can't account for, but mathematically work, it only get, goes to justify what the shamans have been doing for thousands of years, which they've understood. Also, as a vibrating energy, uh, sort of ball of energy or soup of energy, um, there is tons of information here, again, in these other realms, information that we cannot access here. So one of the main <clears throat> components of going into these ceremonies, one of the main things is that you go into pasts, you go into a past of you, and you are healed in that past right? You're healed of the blockage of that past. When the shamans come to you, they literally see your substructure, right? It's not that it's your body or your organs. They're looking beyond that to the energetic vibration of your pattern, an energetic pattern that we all have, which has been demolished or injured or, um, you know, torn apart by trauma, and what they're doing is they're sewing it back up. They're putting it right again. They're trying to make your energetic field coherent again. With me, it was said, you know, we're going to make you whole. We're going to make you one. We're going to put you back together because your energetic field has been destroyed, scrambled, etc. And another interesting thing is that if you've had serious trauma and your energetic field, which is beyond your body, your organs, but it affects everything, right? So if your substructure is broken, of course, it's going to affect the rest of your body, your organs, your health, etc, right? Um, 
One of the things they say is they need to fix it so the fragments of your soul can be returned. Right, if you've been stampeded, if somebody just comes in and completely overwhelms you, and trauma usually like that is an overwhelm, then there's a fragmentation of your soul. So they need to put it together, back together, so your soul can be returned, the fragments of it be, can be put back together. One of the things of my own healing, which has been quite a journey, and I would say it's like tons of noise, right? If the the trauma happened, it was just, what, the trauma was horrific, well, it doesn't matter, but it was, just, it was just like a stampede of noise that just overtook my whole system. Like this thing just moved in and just hijacked me. And it was just noise and terror and darkness. And, and as the medicine has worked through me, it's clarified, it's taken the cloud away, clarified the actual actions, clarified the events, and by so doing, by reliving those events, there's this sort of, again, this cohesion of, of soul, right? Before it was just like all panic. Oh my God, we're just going to die. That was the main running theme of my trauma. You know, there's, there's this huge terror that if, <clears throat> if I stop still for one second, it's going to devour me. So the whole thing was accelerated. Now it's been de-accelerated. It's been slowing down and slowing down because what's being taken out is the fuel of the terror, right? The more you can sit in the now, the more you're here, the more, the more, the more healed you are. You can, you can respond to here. I can't, if, you're, if you're walking around like a cartoon with a cloud over your head because of all the trauma that's sitting in your system, <laughs> you're just on the run. One of the other facets, which is really fascinating to me, is you can travel back in time. So what they say in science <laughs> is there's only causality. A plus B equals C. That's how it, you can't go back. So here are two things. For me, there's a recognition that in these ceremonies, I was back as an Indian on these planes, right? It doesn't matter what you go back as. But you're, the events today are being affected by the events that happened perhaps a zillion years ago or 100 years ago or whenever, right? So those acts are then, uh, the things that happened then are then relived or lived out in other lifetimes. And you'll see this a lot in the medicine. A lot of people <coughs> are carrying transgenerational trauma, stuff from other lifetimes, whatever. And they're either asked in this lifetime to wake up to it or to deal with it. Uh, you happen to be the one that needs to wake up to it. In my case, I was an Indian uh, in South Dakota, a chieftain or whatever. <clears throat> and I was going to come back into this life and they were waiting for me. They wanted to take, you know, whatever power I had. They wanted to make sure I would never have that connection ever again. So here's another then thing. Well, that says to me, of course you come back. Because if I'm coming, if they know my spirit's coming back, because my body isn't coming back, but my spirit is being returned. So that says to me, well, of course, and there's no real death. There is, as the Buddhists have said all along, reincarnation. Or the Tibetan monks, you know, who found the Dalai Lama because they went from door to door to door and they showed the children these objects. And if they spotted them, that, you know, they realized there's a reincarnation. Also, 
the law of conservation says, you know, nothing is destroyed, nothing is created, energy is constant. So, of course, if that's the case, there must be recycling, right? Um, different frequencies <clears throat> change different states. A frequency can either, you know, create a liquid, a gas, or a solid. So, <clears throat> at the core of everything is this energy that can become, transform into these many different things. And, um, and there are forces that are much bigger than the ones that we can see, you know, gravitational, electromagnetic, there are all these forces, but a lot of them we don't understand, like dark energy, we don't understand dark energy, dark energy is tearing the, supposedly accelerating, you know, the universe, which is going to rip apart, but at the same time, we have gravity, which is keeping everything together. How it works, I don't know. But I'm just saying is that there's all these forces at work in the universe, right? Of which we are a manifestation of that. But, you know, under us, or in the substrata of everything, is something completely different. And as Einstein says, it's vibration. Energy is vibrating through everything, whether it's a lamp, your dog, an astronaut, the universe, right? And we are manifestations of that energy in some form. So what it says to me is, yeah, the medicine, the medicine, you can actually go into these dimensions. You can actually go into this multiverse, right? The plants have the information about all this other stuff. They have, the medicine has a technology which we don't have access to here. So I, I say that because it's very important to keep looking at this from a practical point of view. Because we don't understand it doesn't mean it's woo-woo, right? It may be stuff that we still haven't been able to fully understand or explore because we don't have the tools or the mathematics or no human has gone into that understanding, has, you know, has really fully explored it. So it's really wonderful to see that scientifically one can account for different dimensions going back in time. <clears throat> My question is, is can we change it? So in other words, if I go back to being this Indian, can I change that reality? I don't know. That's something that I haven't seen in the medicine. Um, another piece of this is, <clears throat> so if I were to look at what goes, what went on in the medicine that was so astounding, well, first of all, you're reliving a past more real than this real reality, right? So you actually, I was in the past as a child when the event and the blockage and the overwhelm happened. I'm also in the past as the chieftain, you know, in the 1800s, whenever it was, right? So <clears throat> one is, yes, you can time travel, you can go into a past, but I'm not choosing that. The plants and the the plants that are coming through the the, the shipibo, the uh, energetic surgeons who are channels for the plants, right, are deciding where I need to go and look, what I need to relive in order for the blockage to be removed. So when the Indians are looking at you, when the shipibo are looking at you, they're looking at a pattern of uh, lines, right? It's like, I suppose it's like looking at a net, right? And they can see the blockages in that pattern. They can see, they're looking at like the substrata of you. 
beyond the organs, beyond the body, the energetic makeup of you. So <clears throat> when the, the people are looking at you, the energetic surgeons, the, the plants are saying to them, look, there's a blockage over here, blockage over there. And so in order for you to heal, you must remove that blockage. What does that mean? You must relive that experience that was so overwhelming that it became a blockage in your system, right? I talk about like being Shanghai. Somebody puts a bag over your head and there's a panic and boom, right? So you're frozen there. <clears throat> so that means that your energetic pattern is in disrepair. It's injured. It's like there's a blockage. It needs to be repaired. So in the medicine, the medicine's going to go to the blockage, right? For you to relive the blockage, for you to understand it. It's almost like your brain gets rewired. I see the brain as a transistor, really, to other realms of frequencies, <clears throat> which is broken. <clears throat> if there's an overwhelm of trauma. So, so, th so each of those blockages is removed. So for me, I had to, for me to have that blockage removed, not only did I have to relive the experiences, which are horrific, it was sexual abuse, etc. But then I had to understand the history of how it's, it's, it, it's like, there's a story, there's a narrative of how these pieces are put together. And if you're traumatized, you can't see any of it. So each time you relive a piece of it and it's healed, you have more of an understanding of the whole structure of who you are, of your energetic structure. Again, at that substrata level, which is beyond the body, beyond the organs. And so there's a journey into a past and literally when you're in ceremony it's like you're going through you remember you think of that these kaleidoscope things you used to put up to your face and the it would change you know as you moved it that's what it's like when you're going in you're going through this kind of kaleidoscope tunnel i suppose it could be a worm hole right that you get into other universes or something that's just a you know uh an idea uh but you know i don't know but that's what it feels like. You're going through this wormhole of all these different things and then suddenly you're in. Um, <clears throat> and then, so I had to understand, you know, all the stuff that I'd refused, which is, oh God, my parents sold me. That was took a long time to understand and to really open up all of that, to realize that it was my own parents that had sold me to be abused, right? Um, so then that, you relive that in the past, you relive the events, you see them. So in your mind, in my mind, I had to be fully aware of the truth because what you're doing as a child is you're putting on spectacles. And we're going to talk about spectacles in a minute because that's all you have as a, a child. You don't have any tools. So all you have is your brain. And so what you do is you refuse what's going on, refuse the event, you hide it, you whatever, and then you make up a story. So the medicine is going to give you the real narrative of who you are. So now all your, you know, cover-ups and stories and pretend shows and all that, your little theater is gone. So you go into a past, you relive that, the, the past, you relive that blockage, right? So you're traveling into a past. And then the real story is being opened up. 
And I, I was I talk about it like a drone, like one minute you're under the ground, next time you're, you're, you're the drone, you're surveying the whole landscape. That's what you're doing in the medicine is you're getting, getting more and more of the landscape of your energetic realm, right? Um, all right, so a lot of, for me, was the blockages of refusing that I'd been sold by my own parents, that they didn't have any money, that they weren't who they said they were, or what I'd invented, and that, you know, I was the one they were depending on to survive, right? So, <clears throat> which accounts for my story about saving them, etc. Anyway, but the next piece, so that, that, so you're going into a past, you're reliving the events in that past, you're being rewired in that past, you're getting help from healers in, in this multi-verse, because I've been operated on twice by these little doctors yeah, hello where did they come from who are they I don't know um, but literally twice both in my ovaries and in my heart huge things were being removed um, and then <coughs> it wasn't just the past of my own childhood but then the past of another life which says okay that means that we come back Right? I, I came back, but I came back as a little girl. But the spirit <coughs> of this chieftain was in me. But it had to be completely castrated, right? So you don't die, or physically you die, but your spirit returns. Okay, so your spirit returns... But now it's in the body of a child, little girl. <coughs> now, here's another piece, which is really fascinating. And it's, this is not in the scientific sort of theorizing. But I was told very clearly, and I was shown very clearly, they came to get you before you were born. They. So they, in the medicine, is an entity it's an entity that is not from here. <coughs> from another planet that we don't have access to, from another piece of this multiverse that lives in it. It feels reptilian, but it has advanced technology. In other words, it can slip in and out of people. So much so that I had a boyfriend for five years. That was it. That it, it, the medicine said this was not a boyfriend. This was part of the same it, they, this entity, this foreign substance, I call it a virus, better than saying alien, because we imagine little green men with two little whatever, it has too much identity. <clears throat> it came to get you. It, so number one is it ambushed you, ambushed this chieftain in another lifetime. And it came to get you before you were born, because it knew I was coming. So first of all, how did they know I was coming back? How did they have the technology to understand that? And how did I manage to get back in a little girl? Who knew? I mean, that's a huge conundrum. Who knew why, etc. So they came to get you before you were born. All right. So now as I'm born, they've chosen the people who I'm going to come to because they're, they have one mission. And for some reason, as an Indian, so as this Indian, I'm connected to the everything, right? 
Indians were, everything was sacred for the Indians, children, the earth, the sky, every living thing was a sacred whole thing that was, it was sacred. It was, it had this, I I would call it just source. It's, it was, it, it was all part of source, right? So now we consider ourselves to be more important than nature. Look at us, we have technology, all this doesn't matter, all this crap, right? We see ourselves as separate too, more powerful than. In, in that tradition, it was all one thing. You know, a human being was equal to a firefly, was equal to a, the cloud. It was all one thing. That's one thing we do, we're completely severed from, right, in our general culture. So, and there was power in that connection. And something, some kind of understanding that I had, again, I don't remember it. I just saw it in the medicine. So they, there was an ambush, there was a death, there was witchcraft, all sorts of stuff, which again, I don't really understand, that enabled them sort of in this next coming on the conveyor belt life, that they knew I was coming, that they knew, did they make me come out as a girl? I don't know. But there are all this, it's fascinating, right? Um, and by knowing I was going to come, they would set up this most unstable situation, you know, parents that are poor, unable to eat, the trickster that got them to sell me, <coughs> and then a pimp who was evil itself. And I was on all these underground, you know, rooms with children being abused. It was horrific. <coughs> to make sure I would, my heart would sever and that I would bond not with my parents, but with evil. Like I call it evil because it's something that's against life. I would say in the same way, there's gravity and there's anti-gravity. Like, so they're like anti-gravity, like part of the dark. They can move through dark energy. Um, my, my contention or my, my thought process is if there's all these en- fields of energy that we don't understand through which things can move, right, through particular frequencies, etc., unchecked and unseen, my contention is this darkness is able to move undetected through these different energetic forces, which we don't understand, we can't see, we don't have the tools to see, and move into a human being and take over the mechanism. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, when you're being carjacked, you know, they put a gun against your head and they just move into your car. It's the same thing, but you can't see it. It's undetected. They just move in, which is why I had this boyfriend for five years who was the same pimp as when I was a child that was being abusing me. So there's a technology that we do not understand. Okay. Um, so number one, who are they? I have no idea. They, but they're not from here. That was made very clear. It doesn't it doesn't come from us. I suppose if you look at, you know, it's all from the perspective of where you are that things happen. So, for example, you're going to get a very different perspective being an ant than being a giant, right? Your version of the world is very different if you're an ant crawling around in the jungle as opposed to a human being in the jungle. Your perspective is all that really matters, right? And each perspective is limited because the perspective of an ant is one thing and the perspective of a human being is something completely different, right? So 
I don't know what this is, but it's a something. It's an entity. It's a virus. It's a technology that's able to slip into and take over. I suppose it's the same thing as in the Schwarzenegger movies where, you know, one minute they're human being, the next minute they're a robot or something. But this thing doesn't feel like a robot. It feels reptilian. It feels like it's part of this, but it's an anti-this, right? So what that thing wanted from me was information about how this thing works, nature. Now, again, don't ask me. I have no idea. But for some reason, I knew because I was part of the everything. And we all are part of the everything. Um, And its aim was to make sure that I would never have any access to that power or any connection to those Indians because it was some source of power for me, right? To be connected to the everything, to nature, etc. And for, for, for it to make me give away that knowledge, which was contained in some form, right? So, and bear with me, this is all kind of nuts, but believe you me, it's equally as nuts for me as it is for anyone else. Um, to in order for me, in order, so, so that there's an understanding that where you bond, you build. And if you're brought into this very unstable condition, which it was for me, these people couldn't look after me, they couldn't feed me, they were, they were completely not prepared for any of this. And they were seduced to sell me to this evil, to this virus. It understood that I would bond there because I was so terrified. And I would give away anything to save my parents, right? And if I was seeing all these children being abused, etc., that my heart would shut down, that I would have no choice but to bond there if I was to survive. So they understood the survival mechanism. They understood, obviously, you have no tools. And they understood that where you bond, you build, no matter how bad the circumstances. Because that initial arrival is where the power of life is at its strongest. You can't arrive to die. This just doesn't work. Right? You're full of the life potential. It's like I said before, you can't have a waterfall just arriving to the edge of that cliff and then stopping. It's going to go, at the, the force is going to push it over. But what this does is <clears throat> the terror of what's going on, that incredible instability, that incredible terror for a child is going to make it bond with whatever, a goblin, you know, an ant, a gorilla, right? So what did I do? I bonded. It was very clever. That life force potential was very powerful. It knew that there was going to be a bonding. And in that terror, I was going to bond. And I did because I had to save my parents. They had no, you know, my being abused got them some food, basically, or survival. And in that bonding, the next piece was, well, you're going to show me, right, what the secrets are. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't, no idea what they are, right? But as a child, I clearly did. So they were able to tap into that spirit that is within me, but then move into me so that I would just be terrified and shut down, right? 
it sounds weird. Of course it sounds, sounds bizarre and ridiculous, whatever. But then the world is a very weird place and mysterious place. So this is the information I've been given in the medicine. And so what I have within me is this entity, <clears throat> which I need, I'm trying to get out, right? With these, in these ceremonies, what's happening is the removal, the constant shift, trying to push this thing out, which is why you're in the medicine, because the medicine is equal, if not more powerful than this thing. So what is this thing? What is it? It's everywhere, I've been told. It slipped into people think everywhere and its attempt is to take over this planet right nature and we just see that everywhere like you know we're basically just straddling the whole world with all our shit just like fucking fucking the planet up and you don't give a shit right so this thing is here um its thing is from what i'm seeing in the medicine is you know, the abuse of children, the abuse of women, it will do anything. <clears throat> it's a complete corruption of nature. One of the things that's very clear in the in the Indian tradition, native Indian is the Wakanisha, which is the sacredness of life of children, right? Therein lies the whole of life, right? That's how we train the next generation <clears throat> in, in, in our culture, in our ways, etc., to continue to see the world as a sacred place, which we don't. We see the world as just a rubbish dump, basically. Um, and the severing of our connections to each other, etc. So, again, there's information that is much bigger than the information that we're getting, that, that we understand in this 3D. Because, again, it goes into the past, <clears throat> we can time travel into the past. We can time travel into other lives, right? We can be healed by other beings in other universes. I've, again, operated on several times by these little entities. I have no idea what they were, like these little doctors everywhere all over my body. Um, also, um, you you will meet, you can, I met other humans that have left here that are no longer here or they're in some other on some other in some other universe or some other galaxy right so this ability to go into all these other dimensions through this technology has already been theorized scientifically i but again we don't have the technology to understand it to make them the make to formula it's to formulate mathematics around it that makes sense but they we can theorize they can theorize from the information that they already have <clears throat> it's unfortunate that we always have to come back to the ape level and say well if it hasn't been formulated in the world of science it doesn't exist that's ridiculous a lot of shit hasn't been formulated in the world of science it doesn't mean it doesn't exist we just can't get there because we're too scared so that's one thing. That, so, so I think that's why the te the the medicine is is just this incredibly advanced technology that, again, we can't register because we don't have the tools to register it. Um, when the shamans are in those ceremonies, they are fighting with energy. So another thing is that we live in a soup. Most of the stuff we can't see around us. We can't see 
all these bombarding subatomic particles and quarks and it just we don't we can't see dark energy and so what they say also is there's tons of spirits and stuff around us and sometimes they take over right dark energies spirits whatever and that's how we get sick and they can't get rid of the, they're not strong enough to, to to dump these dark spirits so again we're in a soup we don't know what's attached to us what's smothering us what's right so we can't just say everything is just a sickness because it's a sickness because of a thing didn't you know on the excel sheet in this in the scientific report it's not just because of that scientific report that things are happening right things aren't happening just because our ape view is so limited there are many many reasons and many many things that are happening in this soup that we cannot see that we do not understand that the shamans see they see spirits they see curses they see all sorts of things all sorts of energetic debris that we can't see and that they can actually address in the ceremony so that's another reason why it's a very powerful medicine right and we have to admit you know the limitations of our knowledge because if we can acknowledge that there are limitations then we can be open to other experiences and other healing um that can heal us <clears throat> so of string theory and spectacles um this is brought home to me over and over again in this understanding so as a child if you're traumatized you can't change the situation all right i can't change the rain i can't change that person beating the shit out of me or hurting me or refusing me or whatever the trauma is all i can do is use my brain and my imagination or numb out or whatever to change the situation right i can put on the spectacles and make this be something else we have the ability to do that which is very powerful which is why most people survive under horrific circumstances they're able to like put on the spectacles and go this isn't happening this is happening I'm not really in hell. I'm actually in a great big playroom with big teddy bears, whatever. They're not really the people that I'm seeing. No, no, they need to be saved. We, we invent stories. We put on the spectacles. We shut down our emotions, we numb out, etc. We basically disappear and we reinvent. So we put on spectacles. And here's the thing is we don't want to take those spectacles off. why because the events happened as a 4 or 5 if if the events happened as a child what stuck there is a child not you 40 30 50 60 70. no it's the 4 year old with the spectacles that's the lock on your life and you could be 50 60 80 100 it doesn't matter that lock is still as a, a terror to you right you don't want to take off the spectacles so why because the child has no power it can't do anything about the situation so it needs to keep its strategies in place because for the child it's either this or oblivion it's death remember you're coming in your life force it is its most powerful potential you're at like you got ferraris at the gate here you can't have ferraris at the gate and then die you can't be 
going over that waterfall is like the force of that energy moving over that waterfall. It can't just suddenly be frozen. So what do you do? You put on spectacles. And that could mean you're numbing out, you're fragmenting, whatever you're doing. But you have to change that situation. In order to do that, you have to change yourself. I can't change the situation. I'm in diapers. I'm running around. I can't change the fact that this guy's going to beat the shit out of me. What I can do is change the narrative. Numb out this. Fragment that. Pretend that into existence. I'm building this whole orchestra, this whole theatrical setup to ensure that this is not really happening. Although it is happening. So immediately you're in this split between the reality of what's going on, because if you see that reality, you might fucking die. You might actually realize, oh fuck, I really can't do anything about this, I'm gonna die. And you don't wanna be in that situation on arrival. Or the alternative is, this isn't really happening, I'm gonna numb that out, I'm gonna refuse this, I'm gonna pretend that they're really nice, etc. Now you've got the spectacles on. So there's a tension now There's this endless tension, and by the way, your energetic field has been smashed to smithereens, between the truth, which is an energy which you're stuck in, which a child is terrified of, and then the cover-up. I'm gonna put on the glasses, I'm gonna numb this out, I'm gonna change these characters up, blah, 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 right? Right, why? Because you can't be at the point of death on arrival. You can't be arriving to die. So the universe is very clever. All right, so put on these spectacles. But the thing is that both of those things are still true. That event is still happening energetically on your system. At the same time, you're building another another universe to make to survive a cover-up. You're in neither. You're in neither the first one or the second one, right? You have to hide the first one, which means you have to build a dam to the truth of what's happening, which means that's a shitload of energy. You have to disappear, you have to numb out, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to invent a different reality, which again is not you, none of, none of which is you. So you've never shown up to either of them. You're, you're in a war zone. You're just building trenches and you know, making pretty pictures and hiding things and numbing out. This, this, can't, this is this incredible fragmentation to survive. You have never been grown. Your soul has never shown up. You're just like, I've arrived, I'm in a war zone, fuck. So the truth that came home to me of the healing of this medicine was that when you take those glasses off, which is what the medicine is doing, the medicine is saying, listen, I'm going to take you into all these events and you're fine because you're, you're connected to me, I'm your ally, and you're going to relive all of this and you're going to relive the truth. So it reparents you, basically. It says, listen, I'm going to help you show up, but first we have to go, we have to go take out all of this shit that you've refused that's hiding in you that's the truth of what happened that you couldn't face all right so you go through all of that and then you're going to see the truth they abuse me blah blah i hate them and that took a long time but what you're doing is you're separate you're seeing the truth and you're recognizing this is not me i never showed up whatever i built was not me the situation was this blah 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 right 
you never showed up. You were just building strategies for survival. You were never blossomed. You were never nurtured into existence. There wasn't. No, it was just survival, right? So you can take the glasses off because you're able to see the truth. And now you're separate from it because you've gone through the whole. You've relived all the blockages. You've relived all the terror, the fear. You've seen the truth. So you can't be scared because you've relived it. What you're scared of is reliving it, which is why you keep the glasses on. Now, if you keep the glasses on, you never leave. You're always that four and five-year-old with those crazy parents that you still can't see the truth of. And I saw this specifically with a friend of mine who, again, has this recurring issue. She's older and she's like, I've been in therapy. I've done all this program work. Why am I still... Am I still in this place in the Bronx with my parents as a child, blah, 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 still scared, etc. You're, you're still connected if you're frozen energetically in that place. doesn't matter how much therapy you do. You have to relive those experiences because they're frozen in your energetic field. They're blocks, they're blockages. So the thing about all of this is taking the spectacles off reliving all of that truth which is terrifying no no two ways about it but once you relive it you get your power back you get yourself back you get to grow yourself back you get to come to be a seed that begins to come out of the ground you can't leave the ground if you're being held down by terror and fear and the potential of not having a family which is the greatest terror of a child if i see the truth i don't get a family if i don't get a family i die that's it. Pretty simple. I'm in a diaper. What the fuck am I going to go? I've got to survive. So the problem is taking off the glasses. And you can't really take those glasses off until you relive those events in a ceremony. And they're removed from your energetic field. That energetic pattern that's been disfigured is reconfigured once that blockage is removed. And it, it was brought home to me because I, I went through all of that. I had to see everything. It was horrific, blah, blah, blah. I went through my rage three years of, you can't, what the fuck. And I had to go back and forgive my family, which I did. And the most amazing thing about going back and forgiving them was that I was, now I was a separate person to them. Because I had relived all of those events, because I had relived all the horror and I'd understood them and gone through the rage and everything, now, as a separate person, no longer frozen in that time-space with them, I didn't see them. I wasn't connected to them as, oh, they were my parents. No, they were just people who I could feel compassion for, but I was separate from. The medicine had given my, me my power back by removing the blockage, by being in that medicine and reliving those that passed. I was frozen with them in those events. I was terrified because I was being abused. I couldn't say anything, blah, blah, blah. Once I'd known everything and relived everything, my, my own power was returned. So I was no longer stuck in that frozen time space of trauma and blockage and terror. 
because those blockages had been removed, which means that I was no longer connected to them or to my, to my mother in the same way, right? I had taken the spectacles off. I had relived the events and therefore that blockage was dissolved. Now it takes a while, it has a, you know, you have to go to see it, you have to go through stages of seeing um, and you're getting your power back and your courage is being returned. But the medicine, it's this reliving of the events in real time in those ceremonies. Now for me, the narrative got much bigger. Beyond them, there was a whole other narrative, which is a more cosmic narrative, which had to do with these entities. And these entities are dark and they they are the naysayer. They don't want life to happen. They're not, in, by the way, so they're not interested in using me to become another whatever. No, what they're interested in is refusing life, right? They want to block life. They want to stop, kill life. Right? So if you're coming again as this, you know, incredible waterfall, you're just the surge of that water is going to go over that cliff. They want to stop that. Right? They want to own that. It doesn't want me to become an alien or, you know, or whatever, a rugby player. No, it doesn't have an, it doesn't, there is no end for me. There's no thing that it wants me to become. It just wants to refuse and interfere and block the system. The idea is that you, you come from source, whatever that source you want to call it from, doesn't matter. This intelligence, this energy, you're here in all this life force, you become something. You bloom into that thing, you have a script, you have energy and then boom. You die and you come back. It's just this endless circuit, right? And, um, and again, it's happening in other universes. It's not just here, there's hundreds of universes we can't see. The idea is for it to interrupt it. To stop it. To bring it to a grinding halt. And how does it do that? Well, through people, right? If it can slip in and out of people and, and take over their system, which is what was made clear to me by the fact that this guy who was supposedly my boyfriend was actually, no, was the pimp that had slipped into this thing. I mean, it was like, what? Right? Again, this is all happening in the medicine. But what I'm saying is that the cosmic narrative, the bigger play, the bigger theatrical event, the bigger reasoning for things are also revealed in the medicine. And that's revealed because you can travel into these other pasts where the blockages really began. They didn't begin here, they began somewhere else. So it's a fascinating journey a fascinating understanding of another narrative it happening because scientifically where we're limited there is no limit there there are all these other dimensions there are all, all these other forces there are all these other channels through which shit can travel which we cannot see in this dimension we can't regulate they say there are the ufos and stuff and things floating in the air i don't believe there are 
because I think the technology is so advanced, they can go unchecked, they can go unseen. I don't think there are radars is strong enough to see this stuff, right? And if there are a few, well, okay, but, um, oh, sorry. You're gonna get like, so for me it's like, okay, scientifically it's proved I can go into a past. I've already proved that for myself that, wow, we don't die, that we come back because shit, I'm a spirit of some other life in this life and they knew I was coming like, okay, fuck. Um, And that there are, so I can go into a past and relive it completely in its entirety as it happened as a child in another lifetime. Okay, loads of people, but everybody, many people have that experience, tons of people. Um, By the way, this isn't my own singular experience. I'm just talking from my experience um, because to me it's fascinating in connection to the science, right? Um, So yes, I can travel into past. I can relive that past. That past, because it's been relived, then gets dissolved. And then I get to, you know, I get pieces of my power back because my my um, energetic field is being restructured, put back together, right? And that's a substrata of who I am. Oh, but by the way, you were this in another life. Okay, that means that we live over and over again in different forms. Okay, because that spirit that was in that last lifetime has now come into this one, but it had to be stopped in its flourishing. Okay, by whom? by these entities who are they things that can slip in and out of people that are not from here okay that have this technology and that wanted to get information from you it understood that where you bond you build and in that terror and fear which are also forces it can you know get a child to do whatever and also understood that the power of the heart which is really the life force, has to be shut down, which is what they did. If you're being sexually abused, if you're being harmed, if you're being refused, if you're being hit, whatever, your, your heart's going to shut down. Your heart is connected to the everything. It's the umbilical cord back, right? If I, if I isolate you, if I steal you from your home and you're in terror, right? and I've always used this metaphor, which I think is perfect. If I've you know, you pretend you're driving a car with your foot on the brake and there's a person with a gun behind your head. Yeah. And you're six and you're terrified and you're, you know, and your parents can't eat and you're, you're the only one they, they, they're depending on. Yeah, you're going to connect and you're going to try and survive at any cost and even give away information. But Why? Why? Did they want this information? And why do they want to keep you refused? Right? So my, my contention is that where we live, nature has tons of mystery and secrets, etc. That is very, really powerful. Why else would this entity come to, you know, know it's secrets or its power must be extraordinarily powerful much more so than I can ever imagine and for some reason the Indians connected to the everything had this power 
or understanding because it lived inside the realm of nature, not as separate to it or more important than it, but as part of it, as just another element of it. So if I'm just part of a team, part of something versus separate to it, right? There's some sort of strength or power being the fl- in the flow of everything, just another particle of many particles versus saying, no, I'm a separate particle, look at me over here and, you know, looking back at, right? There's fluency in this being connected to nature, being one with it, being equally as the same as a tree or a firefly or whatever, even though you may have consciousness, you're still one, one with the everything. Now we live completely separate to it. Oh, like we're bigger than it. We're more important. Look at us. We're making computers. What the fuck? Anyway, it doesn't matter. As I said, there have been five extinctions or four or whatever. When the universe is red, it'll just kick us off like a fucking, you know, flee off an ass. Um, but that's what this, it seems that this entity, this virus, is interested in destroying that system. or taking it over, or knowing its secrets, or understanding its technology. And certainly one of, and again, it's all open to speculation. I don't know, but I just experienced it, and I know it in the medicine, right? It's clearly shown to me. What I understand is in the medicine, you can experience this advanced technology. That's it. You can experience the advanced technology. You can heal the blockages of the substrata of your energetic field, which actually runs the whole show. If that substrata is wrong, it's like the foundation of a building. If that's wrong, it's affecting the whole structure of you, your body, your organs, everything. Right? So as it heals the foundation of you, right? So everything is healed but then everything above it is collapsed. So as it's healing your energetic substrata and the blockages, it's re-sculpting you, which means everything above that is collapsed. And I, I get to feel that now very often whereby, no, I'm not on the run. I'm not moved by anything to be anything anyway. All of that structure built out of terror has been collapsed. Right? And what's left is the constant expression of this entity in like this exposed way. Again, of which I'm not scared of because I, you know, I've been, again, blown up in so many ceremonies and so connected to the medicine that I understand it, it's going to be removed. It's the thing that stands between me and a full connect with everything, right? It's, as I say, on its last dying limbs. Once exposed, it needs to live hidden within you, right? And the more it's exposed, the more of you shows up. Because the idea is it's supposed to prevent the you appearing. Now, the you appearing is no longer like, uh, it's like, it's just, it's, it's completely unknown to me. This calmness this complete connection to the medicine, this complete trust in, in the sort of energetic flow of it, 
that what is happening is exactly what needs to happen. Before, it was just like, you, you can't see, but you're always on the run. You're being chased by something. Now, the thing that's that was chasing me or that was creating that momentum has been fully exposed. Well, you know, you're not running from something you can see. Oh, that's it. This thing is here. It's going to be torn down. Right? So the whole thing is is a fascinating understanding of who you are beyond this moment in your trauma. It's an excavation of who you are. And you can get to see that result of who you are in the medicine by moving into these dimensions. It's like, it's almost like reading the last chapter of the book. Right? You're always the last chapter of the book. But you don't know why you're the, you know, you don't know how you became the last chapter. The medicine takes you to the, it's right to the beginning. And as you're exposed to all these events, well, you collapse, right? All of you, all of what you built. It was so funny. A friend said to me, Maria, oh, you never wear those boots or whatever. I'm like, you know, before I was always in a form of expression that was made out of terror. And whether that's what I wore and how I acted, everything was an expression of that terror. And now I'm just an expression of total relax. Like I'm a total expression of absolutely who I am, which is living in this in comfort. Like I, I, I wear things that are comfortable. I wear things that are, they're just, I live for myself, for my authenticity, for how I feel, for how I want to feel. Whereas before, again, with the spectacles, I had, I was, I'd built this person out of pure terror that had to be in a particular way all the time. I can't even remember the boots that she was talking about. I was like, huh? And they're really lovely, by the way. But it was like, I, I'm no longer the expression of this person built by terror. The terror has been exposed, right? So now I'm in comfort mode. I don't give a shit. Like, I just want to be comfortable and authentic and live as I am. So it, you can see it in very subtle ways. Or, you know, going to Spain to forgive my mother. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be terrible. No, it was actually brilliant because I realized, oh, wow, that's over. All that energy, all that energy around that frozen terror of these people, it's gone. I can see her for who she is and I'm separate to her. They would call it detachment. But that's too alien a word. It's like, no, you are energetically present for you and you you can see her as an separate energetic person and I can have compassion for her as a person because she's no longer I'm no longer attached to her as a mother that needs to be saved blah 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 as a four year old right so once you you move into these dimensions you go you you literally collapse because of the ability to move into all these dimensions and to have your energetic field be um rewired your substrata so all of the old stuff collapses and you can't even see it's like watching the grass go it just happens very subtly and as the medicine says you become whole because all these are interferences or holes in that net you are becoming one again whole again you again that energetic field that was you know, like riddled with bullets 
Well, all that's been healed. That's been torn apart by all this energy is being put back together. And so for me, the, you know, the questions unanswered in science are answered in the medicine. Yes, you can travel backwards. Yes, you are an energetic field that can be disfigured by things in the soup, other spirits, other energies, things that we can't see that come in undetected, right? Yes, you can travel into another lifetime. And yes, you do die, but your spirit carries on. And yes, there is a bigger cosmic battle going on that I don't understand if I'm in a tiny traumatized state, which I can do something about when I wake up to it and I allow the expression of it. And yes, you can go deeper and deeper. Now, the thing is, and this is a very big thing that you need to understand, if you're going into the medicine and you're really committed to the healing, you won't know how long it takes. You won't know where you're going. All you can have is devotion to the medicine. In other words, commitment to the medicine. And the medicine will test you continuously. And it, will be, and it becomes more difficult the more you go in if there is big trauma because there are bigger energies stopping the life force. And again, it is not you just get an injection or you know, anesthesia and you fall asleep. You have to be present for these battles. You are in these battles with the medicine. I remember one of the medicine, uh, teach, uh, one of the... Um, moments in the medicine where she said look you know great teamwork it was me the shipibo and the plants were all fighting this thing together right so it's a commitment and it's a battle and you're cutting down all of this and you're reliving all this horror etc to be made whole to be one with the everything which is the very first ceremony that she said to me which I was in which was like you are one with everything and then this thing was this thing happened where it was a theft so you have to keep trusting you have to keep surrendering you have to keep, keep it's it's really trusting like oh my god i'm here like shouldn't it be something else no it's this it's this keep going here right and there'll be another thing right so and but one of the great things about it too is that you get to see death right you get to see this collapse of you energetic collapse which is a form of death and one of the great things about it apart from the healing and the returning to you and everything I mean it's equally difficult as it is brilliant is you realize there's no death there is no death and so that's a wonderful way to live because all we live for is like oh my god I'm gonna die I'm gonna put as much I'm gonna you know redo my face because I want to keep young we're always fighting it and that's one of the great things about it is you don't really care because you realize this thing is endless this thing this energy is huge this all these energies are doing its own thing that you're really just a piece of it somebody asked me the other day you know well how old do you think you are it's just it doesn't even matter I don't care it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Time doesn't... When you've gone in and out of all these things, it's like, 
yeah, I'm 62. I don't, do I think I'm, I don't think about it. It's like, I'm just whatever I am today. Oh, well, I want to be, you know, I'm 60, whatever, but I'm thinking I'm 30. It's like, I don't give a shit. It doesn't fucking matter. All of that just is wiped away because you realize you're in these massive realms of these forces, time, space, you know, 10 dimensions, nine dimensions. It's all these energies that you're actually made of these vibrating things, you know, which they want to call them quarks, whatever. You're this vibrating piece of energy of intelligence. That's it. All the rest is just, okay, there's body, there's organs, there's stuff, whatever. It's our limit, it's our very tiny limitations that keeps us stuck here and terrified of, oh, I'm going to die. And what if I look old? I don't give a shit. It's like, I just want to obviously want to be healthy. Of course you want to, you know, I, I take care of myself or whatever, but it's not, it's like you give yourself up to something bigger. That's it. Because when you're on these medicines, you realize, oh my God, the technology of this nature is fucking insane. It's huge. It's, I'm just a tiny little, tiny grain of sand in all of this. I mean, yeah, you're significant, but really not kind of thing. And there's a, there's a joy of just giving up. There's, there's a, you begin to get, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not talking about nihilism. I'm talking about like, that you're actually listening to yourself. You're actually, you're here, right? In that other fragmentation, your soul is fragmented. Now your soul is being put back together. Your purpose changes, your life changes. Because now you're you. You're connected back to you. And by the way, I am nowhere near the end of this, by the way. I still have these entities which are just in me and all over me, which I still have to keep allowing and keep um, expelling, and which I have to keep fighting. There's no doubt about it. But again, in these bigger narratives, all your little day-to-day stuff, it just gets like blown out of the water. It just doesn't matter. That's the power of being reconnected to yourself through the medicine. Bye.